Hey, Chloe, does our generation have a respect problem? You know what? I think it does. Welcome back to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're super excited to get right in to our episode for the day. Today we're going to talk about an important topic that relates a lot to the young people of our generation, and that is what it means to honor your father and mother. And not only that, honor your elders. Maddie Grace, what's the roadmap looking like? Yeah, so today first we will be tackling the history of respect and honor First, looking at the biblical history, looking at a few different Bible verses, and then kind of tackling a cultural perspective. Um, Then after the break, we'll talk about how we are seeing the problem in our modern day circumstances and what we can do to combat that. Okay, so first up, let's look at that biblical history and what does the Bible say about honoring our parents and our elders? The Bible has so much to say about Honoring your father and mother, and one of the first places we see that, besides the examples of it in the Bible, and especially in the early Old Testament, but we see that in the Ten Commandments. It is one of the Ten Commandments, and it's basically, because it's a part of that, showing how vital and important it is, and how much we should value this idea of honoring our father and mother, the people that God has placed um, to take care of us and to love on us. So Deuteronomy 5.16 says, Honor your father and mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, so that you may live long and so that you may prosper in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Um, That's straight from the Ten Commandments um, of Deuteronomy. And so all throughout the Bible, you see a lot of places where it's, it's super important to be honoring your parents honoring the people that God has placed in in charge of you. Um, In Proverbs, it talks a lot about it. Um, In Proverbs 1, 8 through 9, it says, Hear, my son, your father's instruction, and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. Uh, Proverbs 6, 20 through 22 also says, My son, keep your father's commandments and forsake not your mother's teaching. Bind them on your heart always. Tie them around your neck. When you walk, they will lead you. When you lie down, they will watch over you. And when you awake, they will talk with you. And I think it's important to note here as well, um, there aren't just verses about children honoring their parents. There's also verses about parents um, loving on their children and leading them in the right way. Um, There's a couple verses. um, I didn't pull it up here, but, oh, I did. Look at that. Proverbs 23, 13 through 14 says, um, do not withhold discipline from a child um, and um, basically talks about taking care of that child and training them up in the way they should go. Um, That's another verse, train up a child in the way they should go and when they're old, they will not depart from it. But there's Mm -hmm. this responsibility, there's this um, co-idea where the parents um, bring up their child in the way they should go and the child in turn respects them. Yeah, um, you mentioning that verse about training up a child in the way they should go reminds me of the segment we did a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. talking, yeah. I think it was our second segment when we were answering a question from a listener, talking about 
how to raise your child in a way that they won't depart from the faith, depart from your values after they grow up. And, you know, that just, that verse reminds me of it. And I think this really does play into that because it's, it's, yes, we should be honoring our parents and honoring our elders no matter what, but it is important that children are taught that. You know, if they're if they grow up in a home where they're not trained up in that way, then once they get older, respect is not going to be something they have, which I think is something that we are heavily seeing with our generation. Absolutely. And, you know, we'll talk about that later, get into the specifics of that. But I think that is a huge thing is that children are not being taught that this is like truly something necessary when they are younger. It, they just they re- they know it's something they're supposed to do. Kind of, but it's kind of wishy-washy for them. Yeah, and I, it is, I think it's important to note, too, like, what respect means. Um, and in this case, like, it does not mean that you're going to agree with everything your parents do or be okay with the way that they're going to do everything. Um, but it's, it's respect, and I can respect someone regardless of what I agree with or not. Um, and... It, it's a fine line to walk, but something that I think keeps um, keeps us in line with, with knowing how to do that. Um, it reminded me of Psalm 119, where um, David says, Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes, and I will keep it to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments, for I delight in it. Um, and I just thought this was interesting because honor your father and mother is mother is part of the Ten Commandments. It's part of what David is talking about right here. Um, and he's saying, he's saying, Lord, teach me how to do this. Give me, give me understanding that I may like keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Help me know how to have respect for my parents. Um, that, that, that comes with part of what this, this idea of the law was um, in this specific verse. And um, just knowing that God gives us, gives us wisdom of that. But yeah, Mm-hmm. You know, something I hear a lot of times nowadays is, why should I respect my parents? I mean, they gave me life, but that's about it. Like, all these, and, they, and all these things. And that's super valid. That there is are valid. so many broken families, and that's very, mm-hmm. very valid. But I also feel like I'm hearing it with, like, non-broken families. Mm-hmm. Kids are like, why? Like, what do I owe to my parents? Like, mm-hmm. is, is it really this important? And like Chloe read earlier with Deuteronomy, and then again, it's repeated in Ephesians, referencing Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy. But, you know, it says, talks about the commandment, honor your father and mother. And then it goes on and it says, um, this is the first commandment with a promise, that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. And um, I think that's just an interesting note that obviously this relationship between father and child was very important to the Lord. He mm-hmm. made this the first commandment with a promise and it's like, it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. And... You know, our relationship with our Father is also symbolizes our relationship with the Lord as Mm -hmm. children of God. And so it's very clear from these verses that God intended us to respect this relationship with our parents. And I think a lot of that has to do because it is a reflection of our relationship with Him. Mm -hmm. And so especially as Christians... um, we should absolutely be respecting our parents. Mm-hmm. Are they perfect? No. Are we going to agree with them? And do we have to follow them if they are leading us in the wrong direction? Absolutely not. But, 
you know, respect doesn't necessarily mean that. It just means giving them a high regard, like taking the high road in a way. And then it goes on in that Ephesians um, 6, 1 through 4. It says, fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And we kind of talked about that earlier, too, because it is a two-way street. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes the hard thing is still respecting um, elders or your parents when they've done you wrong, but it is that two-way street, and I think you know you should respect them either way. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's important just to see as well, like the, the structure of family within, like, and how God built the family to be. Um, I'm going to read a quote here from um, a sermon I read. It says, God created the human family as the building block for human society. Families are like cells of the body. If the cells are healthy, then the body or the church is well. Um, if we aren't able to respect the authority of parents through whom we have our physical birth, how will we be able to respect the authority of God who gives us spiritual birth um, for the very one who created us? And so I think what we're seeing now with this um, rejection of parents or rejection of authority above us um, it's an outward symbol of the inward rejection in our hearts. Um, we're, we are inwardly rejecting that authority of God over us and not allowing him to have the, um, or, or not allowing him to work in our hearts and, and, um, lead us in the way that we should go. Um, and, but I, I just, I thought that was so interesting. What they were saying was families are like the cells of a body. And so if, if the cells are going to be healthy, then the church is going to be healthy as well. Um, and I think that's such an important um, truth to know that, and, and why it's so important to keep families healthy, the nuclear, the nuclear family. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's obvious from these verses that this was the Lord's intent for the family. And like we've discussed today, like, it does go many ways, but it wasn't like we need to keep the, the family in a healthy state, like Chloe just said. And for the child, whether the other parts of the family are doing your job or not, that does look like respect. And mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's it's always hard to kind of define respect and figure out what that looks like in like actually being carried out and so you know I I went to Merriam-Webster because I was like what even is respect like you know I started like thinking about this oh let's talk about respecting your parents and your elders and then I think oh wait like can I even define respect but um you know Merriam-Webster just says that respect is having a high or special regard um or like a high esteem for something or someone and I don't know, like, how do you feel about that, Chloe? I just kind of like processing that definition and how that kind of applies to us, especially from a biblical standpoint. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's interesting that they're talking about feelings, right? She mentioned feelings, or not she, the, the dictionary specifically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, I think it's so much deeper than that. I think that's a, such a surface level idea of respect. So I looked up what respect means and one of the ones that I got, um, as far as a verb goes, it says, um, have due regard for the feelings, wishes, rights, or traditions of, um, and in this case, I think this, this is talking about respecting, like, a view, um, but there's also one right above that that says, admire someone or something deeply as a result of their abilities, qualities, or achievements, um, but I think within biblical standpoints, God doesn't say to respect our parents just because they are um, 
just because like or be, like if they're doing well or if we feel like they're doing a good job and you know um making breakfast for us every morning and giving us money like that that's not what it says it says honor your father and mother right regardless of their um abilities qualities or achievements um and, and sure it's a lot easier to respect someone when you do honor and love their qualities achievements um and uh abilities but god says to honor them regardless of it it reminds me of of how, what he says about the government like honor respect the government respect your leaders um regardless of whether or not you agree with them it's it's and it's i think that's just an example of how god wants us to live our lives we're not we don't love someone because it's easy to love them we love them because god loves them and god um has put them in that place and so we can honor them because we're told that that's what's honorable you know Mm -hmm. yeah and i think as that relationship between parent and child develops you know i think there are different levels of respect and honor because obviously Mm -hmm. um as a child if the if that healthy relationship isn't being reciprocated there is a certain level of caution you have to keep with that Mm -hmm. but um just sitting here thinking one biblical story that popped into my mind was the story of Abraham um, uh, and Isaac on uh, the, you know, the mountain when God asked Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. And that has always been a crazy story to me. But if you really look at that, especially from this perspective, in that situation, there were kind of two levels of respecting and honoring your parents here. So you had the obvious one of Isaac respecting Abraham and he knew, like, this is crazy, but he had developed this relationship with his father to where he knew that his father was going to take care of him. And, you know, that seems crazy to me to imagine, like, being sacrificed by your parent. Like, that's just incredibly, like, crazy. But he had developed this relationship with his father, and he respected him enough. He was going through with it, and he knew everything would be okay. And then you have the second one, which is Abraham respecting his father, his heavenly father, God knowing like Abraham did not want to put his child in that circumstance, but the Lord asked him of it. And um, so Abraham went through with that because he knew he honored his parents, his heavenly father's wishes. And he knew that God had his best interest in mind. And as we see, you know, it all works out. The Lord provides a goat and um, a ram, bro. A ram. Ram. Like a, like it was a, a mountain goat. No, it was a ram. At least my Bible says a ram in the thicket. Yeah, I, I think that's so interesting. And it's a key moment just to see how God honored Abraham's obedience and, and even Isaac's obedience too. Isaac was obedient to his father and trusted that he was doing what was right. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's a really powerful scene. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's amazing how much the Bible emphasizes respecting and honoring your parents but you know the bible we've looked at the biblical history and it's not just the bible that kind of looks at this you know we see all throughout culture all throughout non-biblical history that this has been emphasized so um you know as we're wrapping up biblical history for those of you who are just now tuning in you're listening to radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm this is Fact of Life. My name is Maddie Grace Watson, and I'm here with Chloe Noller, 
And today we are talking about respecting and honoring your parents and elders. So now jumping right into kind of the cultural history, how we've seen caring for your elders all throughout history in the different traditions, in the different religions, um, the different places. It's amazing how this has been a thread all throughout history. Yeah, absolutely. This is something that you see everywhere. Um, and especially, it's still here today. I mean, in a lot of the Asian, Middle Eastern cultures, I think it's a very Western thing that is, is uh, where we see that the lack of, of care. Um, but the Jewish culture, very strong. I mean, we just talked about all the biblical, biblical verses and um, <laughs> biblical verses. Uh, the biblical history about this. Um, and in the Ten Commandments, you know, you see God calling the Israelites to honor their fathers and mothers. And so you see there's, there was this um, care for the elders, care for the people in authority above you. Um, and in the Roman culture as well, there was this huge idea of tradition and honoring your ancestors and elders to the point of where they worshipped their ancestors. They were very strong in in tradition and passing down what came before to the next generations and ironic well not ironically but um i think interestingly enough when they stopped doing that when they stopped respecting the tradition of their elders that's when the republic started to fall um the republic was this beautiful golden age of rome where people were virtuous and moral and um it was just this incredible time of growth for rome which lasted for so many years, and when it started to finally decline, it was because they rejected the tradition of their elders and their ancestors. Um, and, I mean, while I do not promote worshiping your ancestors, I do think it is so important, as we're talking about today, um, and we're talking about that, why it's important to value that and, and what the dangers of rejecting that is. Um, but very heavily valuing tradition with the Romans here and then also in the Greek culture, um, these are just some specifically that I pulled out um, as we're talking about Western heritage in at Hillsdale right now. Um, but the Greek culture also super um, deeply valued tradition and coming what was what was coming before. So I've mentioned this so many times. I think in every episode, I guess at this point it's not a fact of life episode if I don't mention Thucydides. Um, <laughs> I pulled it's in. definitely not. It's definitely not, especially specifically. Pericles funeral oration. That's right. That's the only thing I've read. I think that's like your favorite text we've (laughs) ever discussed. It is really good. Dude, you should see my book. It's like an entire blue page because I was just like annotating, writing (laughs) notes, the sticky notes. That's all there. But um, in the Greek culture here, especially for, I think this is a great example of Pericles' funeral oration where um, uh, Pericles is giving this this, uh, funeral oration after a major battle I think it was the Battle of Marathon um, between Athens and Persia. And Athens had won. And it was this incredible moment in Athenian history. And he is giving this speech about what has come before these people and and honoring the dead, honoring the people that have um, sacrificed their lives. And it's just this beautiful moment where all the young are gathered around and listening to Pericles um, saying, look at what's come before us, look at the ex- example that they're setting, and now what can you go and do about it? And I think that was super incredible. Um, and I love that we get to read that from, from history and just see these cultures that respected their elders and understood the value of tradition. Yeah, you know, one thing I find so cool about 
these, especially these three cultures that we're highlighting, is that each one of them, you know, they valued honor and respect for your elders and your parents, but they all kind of had a different reason for that. You know, you look at the Jewish and their their thought process around, you know, human flourishing and living in the polis was to live in a tightly knit community with one another, which is the polis. But mm-hmm. theirs was a lot of like that um, supernatural hope and looking to the Lord. And so they congregated together and they took care of each other, all point towards the Lord. And um, then, you know, you look at Roman culture, which as Chloe talked about, they value tradition and keeping on that tradition of the ancestors. And so they, that's why they respected their parents. And then, you know, you look at the Greek culture and theirs was, you know, you have to live in a city state. This is how we, this is how we operate as a society. And so they all have their kind of the different take on this, but for each one, it's integral to their process yeah. to respect one another and have that respect for older generations. And so I think, you know, as we'll look after the break, um, in each society, we're going to see, even our own society, there's different ways that's carried out, different reasons why it should work, but it is important that it is a thread all throughout civilization. Absolutely. So, you know, as we're heading into the break, um, just a reminder, you are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. My name is Maddie Grace Watson. I'm here with Chloe Noller, and this is Fact of Life. Welcome back to Fact of Life with Chloe Noller and Maddie Grace Watson. You are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome back after the break. We're glad you're joining us again to continue our discussion of honoring your father and mother. We're talking about what that looks like, but we've just talked about the biblical history of what honoring your father and mother means and and where that commandment comes from. We talked about the cultural history and we've looked at the thread of respect for your elders and tradition um, throughout cultures in ancient times And now we're going to jump into modern day circumstances, how we're seeing the problem and what we make, what we can maybe do to fix the problem. Yeah. So to start us off with this one, I actually did something I would not normally do. I went to a Quora forum. And for those of you who don't know what that (laughs) is, it's basically this website online where anybody can ask a question and anybody can answer it. And like I said, this is not normally something I would do, but I thought, um, for this case, like when looking at differing opinions from all kinds of people, it can be a useful tool. Not as like something you're looking for factual evidence, like we probably wouldn't go to Wikipedia to get evidence to support something. But when we are looking for what different people are thinking, this is a good place to go because they can say whatever they want freely. Absolutely. But um, yeah, I went to kind of a thread from five years ago. So not super outdated or anything, but... Uh, The question was, why do you think today's generation has no regard or respect for the older generation? And I just wanted to kind of highlight a few different responses here from three different people because I think it's important to look at what different people, like how people are seeing this problem. One person said, and this is like a direct quote from their response, they said, quote, because it's never explained why I must have only respect for people based solely on the fact that they have been born before I was. 
but also that I must give them a degree of reverence, in a sense. I refuse to freely give such a high degree of regard to another human being without reason or explanation. Personally, I have no res problem respecting my grandmother, uncle's mother, etc. That's to be expected. But when this is demanded of me when total strangers are involved, I tend to have a problem. End quote. Um, yeah, I guess, depending on, like, the life circumstances, I can definitely see where this person is coming from. I don't agree with it, but I can see where they're coming from. I can. I, I do understand that. But this is the kind of thing that gets our society where it is now. Because he's saying here, we're not gonna respect someone until they prove to me why I need to respect them. Whatever happened to respecting someone purely because they're made in the image of God? Whatever happened to saving a baby's life be just because it's made in the image of God? You know, it, this is this is the kind of thing that you see everywhere, including in the um, abortion topic, in um, the topic of racism and, and everything like that. Like you it, it's it's it should be inherent in us to respect someone because they purely are a human being. They're made in the image of God. There is a certain level of respect that comes with that. And you should respect someone because they are older than you. They have more knowledge than you. They've lived longer than you. They know, I mean, more about the world than you probably could at that point in time. Um, but I do, I mean, I, like you said, I, I see where they're coming from and it can be hard to, you know, just be like, well, like, I don't know this person at all. But like, I, I would argue that we have, because we are creating the image of God, because we are all created equally, as they, you know, say in the Declaration of Independence, like, we are created equal. Um, and just purely because of that, we respect people, um, you know, and, and especially those who are older. Yeah, exactly. As Chloe has been saying here, I really, I think this is a, the root of a lot of our problems. You know, we, our country, a lot of people say is in such a state of turmoil as in that you choose one side. Are you left or are you right? Are you conservative? Are you progressive? Are you and if you're one way or the other, then you're 100% definitely this thought on this issue. And everyone is, well, a lot of people are so hostile about it. Mm -hmm. Like, they just, a lot of people have lost respect if you disagree with their opinion. Which I think is interesting, because to me, the utmost form of respect is when it's someone that you disagree with. Yes. Um, when you can respect someone... Just but even though you disagree with them, I think Abraham Lincoln is a perfect example of this. He put people in his cabinet that he ran against in his presidential race because he knew that they were better than him at certain things. They might not have always agreed and they surely had their fights, but he put them there because he realized that they brought a different side of the, the equation to the table and he, he wanted all sides of the picture. Um, it was called his team of rivals. <laughs> he was literally a team of people that uh, initially ran against each other and and one of the people that he ran against became his closest friend um uh seward that was one of his closest friends and um he was in his cabinet after they ran against each other in a presidential race but that's such a beautiful example of that loving someone just because that they are a human being and they are created with certain unalienable rights um and and respecting people because of that but not only not only that especially our elders yeah, it reminds me of something I read a few years ago. I'm not sure how much this still pertains, but um, it was talking about Congress and how, you know, after they've been in session and they've been arguing back and forth, if it's something, like, especially heated, afterwards, 
There is no aisle in that room. They walk across. They have friends on the other side. They go out to eat. I'm not sure that's still um, the same in the last few years, yeah. but it's when the camera's off. That's not what the cameras show. That's not what the media promotes. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just, that's incredible to me because especially in Congress, you have these people who incredibly different. I'm sure they don't get along with everyone on both sides, but there are people who, as soon as Congress is done, as soon as it's over, they cross the line, they ask each other how their kids are, ask each other how their grandkids are doing, and they go eat. And the media does not portray that. And that Mm -hmm. is something that has just irked me for so long. The media is only portraying them disagreeing, which is their job, by the way. And do they always do it in the best way possible? No, I'm not saying they do. But it only shows them disagreeing and head-to-head. And then it it doesn't show them being with one another and growing those friendships. And I think that, in a lot of ways, also contributes to this problem. Because when you see the people that are supposed to be the wisest among you fighting and not getting along, why should you also have respect for your neighbors? Right. Right. And especially when these people are older than you, and it's it's especially hard when you see people who are older than you um, doing these types of things because it makes you lose respect for them. And it's hard to have respect for people who, you know, are disregarding each other or disregarding someone. But does that mean we disregard them? You know, like I, I, I think it's so important to understand that not only do we all have a certain level of res- we should have a certain level of respect for each other purely because we're humans, but that there is so much value in someone who's older than us. Like they, they have lived so much longer. They have so many life experiences, regardless of whether or not we agree with them. Like they have something to say, and just to disregard them because they're old. That, that's that's huge. Um, I think that there's this last bit of one of the, the people you're talking about here. Um, someone said on the Quora, uh, social media and the way internet and popular memes work means the older generation are frequently the target of funny, short clips. It's easier to have no regard or respect for a type of figure you only really see as humorous. Um, and I just, I think that's so true. Like talking about the media and, and misportraying people um, I think it's so harming that because it gets this idea in your mind of who your grandparents or your, your elders are um, and and just harms your, your view of them. And that's so sad. Yeah, exactly. I think social media has such a huge role in this. You know, um, a few years ago, maybe even a year or two ago, I'm not sure how long it was, but the saying, okay, boomer, came around on the internet. And I think it was meant, or it, it was meant in just a funny, lighthearted way, but the the concept of it, for those of you who don't know, okay, boomer was, um, it was just this weird saying that the people in our generation would say to um, the baby, about and to like the baby boomer generation. But it was meant in a lighthearted way, but it, it had its core rooted in kind of a, a disrespectful sense and when you mm-hmm. when you see one of the things that i i just i can never stand with is when people have these disrespectful things to figures of authority that are older than us just because they're older you know one thing that i always try to do is um if it's a person of authority a person a figure of power well really always in general but especially this because they're portrayed on social media is even if I disagree with them, still refer to them in the proper, respectful way. Do I agree with President Biden and everything he's been doing in office? No, absolutely mm-hmm. not. But 
when I'm still like referring to him, I always try to say President Biden, yeah, Vice President too. Harris, yep. because whether I like it or not, that is their position of authority in our country. Right. And it's whenever we start to disregard that um, and just, just talk about that in a disrespectful sense. And I'm not saying you have to pretend like you agree with everything. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. But when we start to talk about them disrespectfully, it creates that culture of disrespect and a disregard for just for all of the things. Yeah, I agree. I, I really do um, try to do that as, as much as I can because that's giving them the proper respect and the role that they have. Um, but, yeah, just thinking about um, the way I've grown up, I my parents always did a fantastic job of, I mean, I, I was around a lot of older people, and they were some of the most incredible people in my life. Um, I had, I had some, I had a really sweet couple that, um, were kind of my stand-in grandparents. My grandparents live all the way in Virginia, and I live all the way in Washington, and so it was just this, they were these incredibly sweet people. I'd go to their house, and, um, they, we would rake leaves and throw them in the back of the truck and then take them to my house because I didn't have that many leaves in my house. For those of you who don't know, Washington does not have many deciduous trees. But um, we would, leaves were a specialty. And so we, we took them and then we'd, we'd rake them up and, and jump in the leaves. And um, I just, I, I learned a lot of incredible things from older, the older people in my life. They have so much wisdom and they've lived life. And I've, I've loved getting to know them and their stories and um and you know like I'm here at Hillsdale it's one of my first uh the first time I've ever moved actually and I'm you know working to to um, get plugged in at the church that I'm going to and one of the first people that talked to me was this kind older lady who is just the sweetest and she reached out and she asked me how I was doing and how I liked college and I I got to go over to her house for lunch and it was just the sweetest thing but she has so much wisdom, so much wisdom, and I am so looking forward to getting to know her more um, as as I continue to go to that church. But um, it's it's so it's so sad. Yeah, exactly. That kind of brings me to the third comment that I have written down here from that Cora post. But the person who said it says, "quote The current generation was not brought up in an environment where generational values were taught." In other countries in Asia, it is common for three to four generations to live under one roof. In the U.S., they would rather warehouse grandma in a facility because the kids have seen this in their lives. When they have kids, they treat their parents the same way, and so on and so on. Eventually, we have to break the cycle and get back to taking care of each other. Absolutely. But, yeah, that's really incredible because I think that person just kind of brought a different perspective to it um, of these generational values like Chloe was saying. And I think this one especially really plays into how we can fix the problem, which we'll touch on in a second. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's all about, you know, as we talked about with the, histo- the historical cultural context of it, it's keeping this environment of generational values. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. When I was growing up, my grandparents moved from Virginia to Washington, um, actually. And I guess I was talking about deciduous trees. I'm talking about the east side of or Yes, the east side of Washington. It's, um, there's evergreens there. On the on the west side of Washington, there are deciduous trees. But I digress. Anyways, they moved to Washington, and um, they got to live with us for a while while we were building their house. And you know, looking back on that, it was it was a while ago, and I was young, and I don't think I truly understood the beauty and the special time that I was to have with them. But 
my grandparents lived with us for about five years and it was wonderful. Um, and I just, I, I wish I was more aware of how special that was um, when I was younger, but it was incredible to have them there, to have another voice of wisdom in my life, um, speaking into me and, and taking care of me and loving on me. It was so, so beautiful. And um, now that they moved back to Virginia, I, I miss them a lot. I don't see them nearly as much at all. And it's, it's sad to not have those, that voice of wisdom um, speaking into my life from an everyday basis. But it was so cool to have, you know, three generations living in the house. And when Christmas comes around and everyone's back together, we have, you know, the four, the three, four generations together. And that's so cool. I love that my, my grandma can hold her grandbaby or great grandbabies, you know, and it's, it's so sweet, but, um, there's so much to be gained from that. And, and we respect them, um, because of, of who they are and, and the life that they lived and what they've done for us. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's really segueing us right into how we can fix this problem. So for those of you who are just now tuning in, this is Fact of Life. I am Maddie Grace Watson. I'm here with Chloe Noller talking to you about respect for our older generations, respect for our parents. And now we're going to talk about how we can fix the problem. This is Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We are so grateful to have you all with us here today. But yeah, how can we fix this problem? And you know, as we've been highlighting the past few minutes, teaching generational values. I know for me, my parents really cultivated intergenerational relationships in my life. Um, I know this has always been a big thing I've touched on. If you've ever met Mm -hmm. me in person, heard a speech I've done, I've really always kind of harped on this. I mean, I really kind of highlighted this because it has had such a great impact in my life and is one of the reasons that I don't feel like I'm really struggling with this problem. You know, at church on Sunday mornings, we would always sit front row with all of the people um, that went to Harding Place, which is one of the local retirement communities in our town. And because of that, I have had the incredible opportunity to develop some wonderful relationships with some older men and women and get their advice. Um, every time I go home now, I go first. one of the first things I do is I go to Harding Place and I visit Miss Lucy. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do. And there's so many other couples or just older women that I've had the chance to get to know over the years. And they were really, really impacted my life and taught me so many things. And a big part of that was because my parents had me doing that, had me interacting with them, cultivating those relationships from a young age. So if this is a problem that you're wanting to fix, maybe not see in your kids or just people you know, it's we need to be cultivating these intergenerational relationships Mm -hmm. because if you are building these from a young age, this is not going to be a problem because you are experiencing the effects of these people's wisdom from a young age. Yeah, that's so right. Um, I I have a a wonderful Sunday school teacher. When I was in third grade, um, this sweet older lady was my Sunday school teacher. And back then she was teaching a lesson, or she, I guess the whole year she taught on the tabernacle and, and what that was and how you built, like what, what went into building that and, and the commandments that God had for that. And um, we went through the, the old, old Testament sacrifices and the law and what that meant. And I remember just a lot of people not loving that. They're like, I do not know why we're learning about the tabernacle. But as I grew older, I realized more and more the wisdom of why of, of her teaching us that and and one there's one specific illustration that she did about um, the difference between 
Old Testament sacrifices and the ultimate sacrifice that Jesus Christ made on the cross for us. And I still remember that. And, and so at some point, I'll share that when we, when we dive into the gospel. But it was just this beautiful picture, and I still remember that. And it was because she took the time to, um, to teach us. And if I had just disregarded her and not, not wanted to listen just because it was a boring topic or because she was an older lady that didn't really understand like what I wanted to learn, I wouldn't have such a good or a, a beautiful understanding of this um, illustration or just an, an understanding of the Old Testament as well and how Old Testament sacrifices work. I mean, it's just, it was an important um, historical thing that I needed to know about the Bible, and she understood that and taught us that. And I have pre- I've gone back and, and thanked her for that as well and just thanked her for the, the time that she took to do that. But, um, yeah, I think, you know, it, it starts with us, right? We can be a good example, those of us that have been able to have inner generational relationships and have good parents and good grandparents we can we can start there and we can be honoring them and encouraging other people to get involved with with other you know uh relationships yeah exactly it's important that we who've had these chances and know why this is important it's important that we stand firm in our beliefs and like fight fight back against this culture of selfishness you know the phrase stand firm is um it was our soccer slogan my first two years playing high school soccer. And our coach chose it because, it's, you know, it's biblical. Um, the New Testament really, hard, really, um, really highlights the need to stand firm. You know, um, Ephesians 6.11, put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. And then I could list like 10 verses or seven right verses right here that talks about standing firm. But what we, we really need to do is stand firm in that. And show, like, hey, guys, this is why this is important. This is how it's affecting our lives. And even though we don't have kids and we may not be raising kids right now to have those intergenerational relationships, we can still do our part to cultivate that culture of generational values. We can be mm-hmm. good examples on social media. Make sure that people are seeing the right things. Um, and, yeah, just teaching our fellow young adults like why this is important and being a good example to them because you know even though we aren't we may not be in a position of authority to them we are their peers and a lot of times now that might get you more respect which as we see here isn't necessarily the best thing but it's the way it is yeah and i think it's also just so important to remember to check your own heart and know that one of the most important commandments to the Lord is to honor your father and mother because in turn we we honor God in that. God has placed these people in our lives to take care of us and love on us and sometimes that relationship is broken and that's really hard but I know for myself it's it's always a, a wonderful thing for me to check my heart and make sure that I'm going back and I'm doing a good job honoring the people that God has placed in my life especially my parents. Yeah. You know, today has been a great talk today. We've been, we've loved talking about this. As always, if you have any questions or just want to contact us, feel free to reach out to us at factoflifepodcast at gmail.com or message us on Instagram. We air on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM, or you can find us on anywhere you'll see your podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcast, anywhere. Be sure to check out our Instagram. Email us if you have any questions. Yeah. As always, my name is Chloe Noller. My name is Maddie Grace Watson. And and we we approve of this message. message.